Welcome to the Blindside Rewind. I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy Timmerman. My man, Justin Baxley, is here with us. Justin? It's going well, man. Still coming off that hive, watching the finale last night with you of Kagayan. What an absolutely amazing season. Uh, one of my favorites of all time. Just unbelievable finale, too. Um, I'm glad you got to experience this season, man. Yeah, you had told me that this was, you know, in, in your words, it's the it's the best um, all-newbie season maybe ever. Um, and obviously, I haven't watched all of Survivor, but that's a really stout season. We've talked about it here before, how um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, – I'm looking at the cast here now, and um, without knowing how they perform in future seasons, I'm counting um, Sarah obviously wins later and does well for herself on Winners at War. I think Morgan, maybe she's not somebody who could win, but she's somebody under a different format that I think could do very well. LJ, I think, is a guy that could win. Uh, Jeremiah did well. Uh, Tasha, one of my favorites from this season. Um, Spencer, uh, it is somebody that I'm kind of surprised that he's played twice and hasn't won. Uh, Cass, very strong. Young, or Wu, rather. I'm, I'm, I'm reading names. Wu, I, we're going to get into um, Wu and, and, and his chances to win because, my goodness. Uh, and then Tony has obviously won twice and is now the the, the – pretty legit king of survivor and my goodness what like you said what a finale and, and you know you mentioned morgan i'll throw out another thing for her i think she'd do well on big brother uh, that's another show that i watch i know that's not something that you're super into um <clears throat> i know you used to watch it i think as we, we've talked about in the past but um i think morgan will be phenomenal on the season of big brother where she's not having to deal with the the ickiness of the elements. I mean, though she did pretty well with it other than she didn't really want to do anything uh, around camp. Um, well, and, and I've yeah, often I mean, wondered, because I mean, that's, that's the thing that ended up sinking Morgan, right? What was, was she didn't do anything around camp, but I've noticed that's a running thread. And maybe it's just that every season there are multiple people who won't do anything around camp, but I've noticed that we never hear that until it's time to vote somebody off, right? Until, right. until you get to a point, you're in the final eight, final nine, whatever it is, and this, this person has an idol, this person's won immunity, these three are in my alliance, we're trying to get that person, that person's a goat, that leaves this person, meh, she doesn't really do anything around camp, you know? I, 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 right. And we don't see enough of the camp life, especially in more modern seasons, we don't see enough of the building of shelters and gathering the coconuts and things like that. We don't see enough of that to know for sure if it's true, but I just wonder how much of that is. She didn't do anything today. And because she didn't do anything today and today we need to find somebody to vote for, we're voting her off. Right. Well, and I think when you get ready to vote somebody off, you start looking for reasons to vote them out. So with Morgan, she probably didn't do anything the entire time when she was there. But it wasn't an issue until they start. They needed a reason to vote yeah. her out, and they they didn't really have any other good reasons other than well, she just doesn't do anything. Because the and person who doesn't token, do, the person who doesn't do anything around camp would seem like a pretty good goat to take to the end because everybody would know that, you know, like right. Well, they're they're going to be somebody who's not going to get votes because they didn't do anything around camp, and by that point, you've been out there for twenty five, thirty days. You can make it another nine or ten. 
Well, we saw in Token Chains at the beginning when uh, Debbie, that sounds right, uh, the lady, that the first lady that, that got helicoptered over to the camp and just sat there. Not Debbie, um, Sandy. Debbie was the one. Sandy. That, Debbie was the one who worked That's with right. Coach. That's right. Sandy. So Sandy didn't do anything around camp. And we knew that because we saw that she like refused to put any effort into building the shelter. So, like, if she had gotten voted off that first episode, we would have seen it. We knew it. Um, but you're right. The more modern seasons, especially um, really from, from that point on, like, you're not seeing them fish. You don't see them go out. And I, I know they do, but you just don't really see it. Right. Um, which we've talked about that in the past is that, you know, Survivor has had to evolve as a game. I don't need to see them fishing to know that they're fishing. Well, anymore. I need to see it. I need to see so, it if it's because we saw it some from Chris. Um, we didn't right. see as much as I would have liked. We saw it some from Chris Underwood because that ended up being how he ingratiated himself with everybody on the edge of extinction. Right. Was he was the one providing for? Him. So they use it when it's necessary for the story. They don't use it just like they did back in Token Chains when we saw JT fishing. But even then, in the end, that became part of why he was so beloved. Is not only did he do fishing. But he's the one who taught so many others on that show how to fish and how to set the hooks and how to do all that stuff. So, so it's a storytelling device now more than a this is right. this this is part of island life, right? I mean, look, we we if you go back and I know you probably watched this season when you were when you were younger um, with Rupert. Um, they showed Rupert fishing like half the show some of those time, some of the episodes. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, <clears throat> I know at this point that he's the provider. I don't need to see him fishing, you know, half of an episode. But at that time, they wanted to show you the elements. They wanted to show you how hard it is on some of these people's bodies. And, I mean, we talk, I mean, people think now that, like, since they don't show that, that the show is not hard anymore. But you watched Tony last night in that finale. He lost 45 pounds out there wasn't able to put on muscle mass for an entire year because he had gotten parasites inside of his stomach. I mean, it's a hard show. Like it hasn't stopped being hard just because we don't see them necessarily fighting the elements as much as we used to. Of course, it is a lot different because they are filming most of their seasons in one specific location. It's a little bit easier to control the elements because you know when to film, when not to kind of thing. Um, versus when they were moving around to different different areas, it was a little bit more hit or miss. And, I mean, you you were more exposed to the elements, I think. But at the end of the day, like this show is still very very hard. And we saw that last night when 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 we saw Tony um, go from you know this big pretty big muscular cop to where like he, you could tell like he he just looked. Um, like a much smaller version of himself. Yeah, yeah. He the, the evolution was really clear when we, when, especially during the reunion show, when they started showing some of his stuff from the beginning. And you don't notice it when you watch it along and along. You don't really notice. You know, you notice that he's growing a beard. You notice that you know uh, he's probably. You're starting to see a little bit more definition. Um, any softness is gone. But uh, you know. You when you start looking at some of those that footage during the reunion of the early days, especially with somebody like Tony, <laughs> woo! I don't think he changed that much because you've got some of these smaller people that are uh, already pretty toned and fit and and don't have a lot of body fat. There's really not a lot to cut. 
Um, right. But, but, well, I mean, Wu is a, a Taekwondo instructor. So, like, he came out there in probably the best shape of his life or arguably the best shape of his life. But even he lost, like, 15 or 20 pounds. Yeah. Because um, <clears throat> you still are going to lose weight because you're going from eating, you know, whatever your normal diet is down to eating maybe a cup of rice and then whatever you catch that day. Yeah, that that would be probably the the biggest thing. I know we've talked before about you know maybe one day I'll apply to go on the show, and if, if I got on, that would be the biggest adjustment because your boy likes to eat. Uh... Yeah, that that's <laughs> one of the things that like I love this show to death, but I know I'm out of shape, and I know that I like to eat a lot, and I would definitely struggle with the lack of of uh, cold beer and good food. Like, uh, that would be a that would be really tough for me. There, there are enough of the challenges that I think I would be really good at that I would be okay at challenges. Um, like the slide puzzle, I would be straight up Tony with the slide puzzle. Like I think, I think, I think it was the two episodes ago actually because we actually watched two episodes before this recording, uh, the penultimate and then the, the finale. Um, but uh, my goodness, uh, I would be Tony with the slide puzzles where he just gets up there and he's just like sliding pieces around. He has no strategy. He's just, I'm <laughs> not good at this. Click, 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 click. And, that, and that, think... the, the slide puzzles, I can't even do like a kid's slide puzzle. You know, like you get them sometimes at the dollar store or, or somebody, right. will, somebody will put them in your kid's stocking at Christmas and they're like, dad, help. And I'm like, I cannot. Um, it, I just, I don't know how to do it. I mean, I don't, my brain doesn't work that way. Um, so and especially what hurts Tony is he's on a season with, and he cannot get rid of Tasha, Cass, and Spencer for the most part. And those three are all really good at those slide puzzles. So they're just beating his brains in at that kind well, of stuff. Uh, I mean, we talked about this brain tribe. Cass ends up winning immunity here on this uh, last episode. That makes, uh, is that seven immunities in a row by this by this brain tribe, like it's unreal. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking at it think. now. The the immunities after it's really fascinating. The individual immunity goes: Woo, Spencer, Tasha, 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 Spencer, Spencer, Cass, Woo. So you had one, two, three, four. It was seven in a row by those brain, those three brains, with Woo on the on either ends. Uh, Tony made it all the way to the finale and won without ever winning immunity. And then that's, that's a theme that comes up in Winners at War. Um, and, and if you look at, at, at Tony in his performance, he is in first place in like three straight uh, challenges where like he is absolutely dominating everyone. And then at the end of every one of these challenges is a puzzle, which again, you and I have talked about this in the past is that, look, I enjoy the puzzle as much as anybody, but you don't have to stick it on the end of every single challenge. And, it, and is, it gets exhausting because, look, I want, I want to be able to highlight the, the brains and I want to highlight the people that can do those puzzles. But every single challenge, I think that is why we ended up with seven straight for the brains because if you really look at it, and Cash on, honestly could have won that last one and would have given her eight. Um would have given them eight straight because uh, she was only a half a second behind Wu. I mean, it, it favors the people that are good at puzzles. And I think that for Tony, he rocked the entire part of the physical aspect of it, you know, 
and then he'd get to the slide puzzle or the the one at the beach that cats won um where the they were stacking it was the um they were stacking up the puzzle that yeah that made like a flower or something well, and, and, i mean and that one is exceptionally unfair in my opinion because one it's not just I could see there were times, especially in winners at war, there were times where um Tony had a, a decent lead coming out of the, the physical part and then lost at the puzzle. But there were people nipping at his heels. That flower puzzle right. that, that ended up being uh the 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 final four um mm-hmm. immunity that Cass won, she right. was so far behind she was not just far behind she was borderline incompetent when it came to the the physical the physical part she should not have won that challenge and then not only that i feel like the puzzles were different for each person which makes sense at that stage of the game you don't want somebody to be able to come up last like she did look at what everybody else has done and immediately recreate it Right. Um, well, and so, but I feel but like the this, puzzle she got looked simpler to me, and I don't think that was intentional because they do a blind draw, and she just happened to get the yellow puzzle. But it looked to me like the yellow puzzle was easier to finish at high speed, which combined with the fact that she's a she's good at puzzles, and combined with the fact that right. she was so incompetent at the physical part, that that feels a little unfair to me. Well, like you mentioned, the nipping at the heels when Tony lost a couple of times in, in winter winners at war. I mean, there were times in this season, though, nobody was even nipping at his heels and he lost the immunity. Like, he's, like, lapping these people at the physical part. And I think, if we're being honest, though, that helps him when he gets to winners at war because people did not view him as a challenge beast. Yeah. But if you really watch his season, he lapped people when it came to the physical aspects of it. So when he got winners at war, when we got challenges that were more geared towards – just being a little bit more physical, there was no real puzzle on the end. He was able to absolutely destroy everybody else because in reality, that's what he was doing in Kagiyan, but we didn't get to see the necessarily the end result of him winning these immunities. But if you really look at it and you examine it, there are probably four different times this season where Tony probably should have won immunity. Yeah. And he didn't. And it, and it helped him not only in – winners at war, but I think it helps him in Kagiyan because nobody viewed him as that physical threat. They're like, oh, well, we can beat Tony when we get to the... And look, it's true they, they were able to beat Tony, but imagine if he had had, if you add in, you know, he wins, let's just say he wins two out of the four. He wins two of the immunity, uh, immunity necklaces, and then he also finds a couple idols. All of a sudden... It's almost like you can't ignore that he's the he's got the best resume at that point. Yeah, um, I think that Wu and some of the others, like you know, throughout the course of the season, did not view Tony as having the best resume because they didn't understand how much they were getting played. Yeah, and and that. But if he has the immunity wins, they it's it's more tangible evidence that he has a good resume. We've seen it a few times. Whoever wins some early immunities. Uh, Especially in these seasons where it's all newbies, whoever wins the early immunities suddenly catches people's eyes a physical threat. Even right. even if it's just well, that that game suits their eye, or that game uh, the the puzzle just came to them, or by luck of the draw they got a version of the puzzle that was a little bit easier. But whoever wins those earlier challenges, I mean, in the end, 
Cass won more immunities than Tony did. Right. Well, and I mean, you look at somebody, um, I'll I'll mention one of the ones that I think of when I think Challenge Beast is Joe. Uh, Joe Anglum, he was in uh, Edge of Extinction uh, that you watched, and he's also in a couple earlier seasons that I have not. Well, I've seen one of his seasons, haven't seen the other. Um, but unlike him, and you realize that like Joe didn't have to worry about going to Tribal until after the merge because his teams always won the the team the team uh competitions because he was so dominant but that put a target on his back once we got to the individual immunities because it was like the first chance we get at joe we have to take him out because he already carried his team to every single one of their you know uh immunities we've got to now take him out as the individual or he's going to run the run the table so you see that in seasons where you know, you can kind of identify who the physical threat is coming into the merge. And then if somebody breaks out after the merge, you can kind of see, like we saw Tyson. Tyson was great in the tribal phase in Token Gene, but he was phenomenal when you got into the individual. And that got him voted out the first chance they yep. had. So let's walk through a little bit of the action. When we last left, we had Tony, Cass, Wu, Spencer, and Trish. They had just voted out Tasha. Um and and <laughs> Cass continues to be, uh, you know, in this episode twice. Cass is incapable of strategizing without ticking off the person that they're strategizing against. She just can't do it. She just can't. Uh, she's talking to Tony about her and Trish being the people who are going to go, going to go to the final three with Tony. She, she runs back and tells Wu because suddenly she's got, and it makes sense. She's got Wu. Um, she, 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 she's trying to pull Wu into her alliance to get Tony, but she's just, it, it kind of feels like there's only so many sides you can play. And that number gets smaller as the group gets smaller. And Cass was just trying to play too many sides and it burns her. And then Trish overhears her talking trash about Trish, but eventually they vote off Trish. And, and I, I don't really do, was there anything from that episode you really wanted to get into other than what I just said? Um, I don't know if there's anything specific from, from that episode. Again, I think you just look at, at Tony's just ability to lie about his super idol, I think is the biggest thing coming out of that episode. Um, Telling them that it works at at, at Final Four um, causes them not only to not put votes on him at five, but it also causes them not put votes on him in the next episode at four. Um, Just because, again, he uses that idol so well. I mean, it's he, he doesn't use it the way I think it was intended to be used. I think that, you know, when they came up with the idea of a super idol, that it would be that somebody could use it after the votes were read and he could he could, you know, save himself and stun everybody. But Tony took it in a different direction and just let them know, hey, I have the super idol. It's here. And this is what it actually does. Um, and I think he was able to change the narrative and change the game with that. And I think that was the, for me, that was the biggest thing coming out of that episode is that he had found a way to use that idol 
without ever having to use that idol or even his other idol, though, which was just a regular idol. He, he was able to, to use it almost in one of the most perfect ways. I think I've ever seen somebody use an idol without actually playing it. it it's just, it's stunning the amount of, you know, just, I guess just in your face, like you cannot vote me out no matter how bad you want to vote me out. And the lack of prior planning by people who seem like this season is loaded with people who are very strategic. They think about what's going on ahead of time. You know, all three of those brains were that way. Um, LJ thought that way. And yet when we knew Tony had, had idols, nobody thought, okay, there are only six of us left. You guys, he's got two idols. He can use one at six, one at five. We have to vote for him to make him use these idols. Whether he can use it at four or not, they waited too late to try to get those idols out. Because instead of saying, because he has them, we have to vote for him to make him play them. And we have to kind of make sure he knows we're voting for him. Like, they need to do the reverse of a blindside. They needed to, at five, six, seven, somewhere in there, say, make sure Woo or some, make sure you leak it to somebody who's going to leak to him. And say, Tony's the vote tonight. We've got to get rid of that idol. And well, but see, then they would have been blindsided though, because the thing is, is they would have put all the votes on him, and he would have sat there not playing his idol, regular idol, just chilled, and hit him with that super idol. And all of a sudden, he may end up with the numbers again. Like I get the, but 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 from their perspective, you're right. I think they, if you're thinking about it in in a normal way. They and basically what he's telling you the power of this idol is, I think they they had to at least try it. Look, they would have been blindsided. He would have played his idol. He would have gotten them out. The idol would have been gone, but he still had the regular idol. There, I think for them though, I think they were more scared of what the power could be than what it actually was. Um, I think it's just the number of people who recognized. Early on in the, you know, not long after the merge, people began to realize Tony is running this show. Yeah. And yet. Specifically. Yeah. And yet they never made the connection. All right. so, so, So he's winning. We know he has idols. So we have to get him out, which means somebody is going to have to go home. Right. To root out these idols, you know, nobody was, but nobody was willing to fall on that sword, and, and nobody was willing, nobody you know, was gonna, willing to even attempt that. And especially when we got, and you're like, that either idol, that idol either doesn't work at four, and we get him out, or it works at four, and he's gonna win the game, you know, like right. there, there was no in between at that point, like right. The, it baffled me when they got the final four. We'll go ahead and, and talk about that because they, they um, at, at three, they are at five. They got rid of Trish and now we're down to Spencer. Let me make sure I'm getting this right. Uh, Spencer, Spencer, Cass, Wu and Tony Spencer. Cass, let me Wu just and- say like a final four of those four is incredible. When you look at survivor history. Yeah, I and, mean, and let's let, let's talk. Let's say that because Cass. I mean, we've been pretty critical of Cass, and she made some huge mistakes in this season, and she didn't she's, play great. But like, she's strate- still good. Strategically, there are an awful lot of seasons where she would have run circles 
around the the other competitors at camp. It's just that she had other strategic alphas that yes made that that made her play that, that made her they forced her to make some mistakes. Having Spencer right there next to her all along the way, um, Tony just being thinking five steps ahead of everybody because he yeah. doesn't sleep. Yeah, was another thing that yeah. like. Having I Spencer, think, having Tony, having Wu, who's not a strategic giant, but he's such a calming force, and he's going to work with Tony, and he's always a threat to win a mute. Like having the people with her made her make mistakes and exacerbated those mistakes. Well, and I think that if you look at the final, let's say final six, uh, is that right? No, mm-hmm. final five. Let's look at final five, and you look at, at really where you where this is at is you've got you got Cass, who's a pretty solid player, then. And you got Spencer, who's a phenomenal player. That's kind of her foil in some ways. The two of them are each other's foils. But then you look at Tony at this point. He's got Trish and he has Wu that are just, as Spencer ends up calling Wu in the finale, his lap dog. He has two lap dogs that are his security blanket that is, is kind of surrounding Tony. So not only is Tony this strategic giant, he also has two people that are apparently just willing to, to do anything they can to help the guy win. Um, and so it's even more insulation for him and it forces cast to not be able to, and Spencer specifically not be able to make the moves they need to make to get him out. Um, and look, I think cast is really good at this game in terms of strategy. And honestly, if we listen to her at final four, when she's talking to her husband about like what her argument would be at final two, she gives a really compelling argument, Jeremy, um, that she can talk to the girls on the jury and, and say, look, I may have had to be nasty, but like, if you really want to look at it, am I any nastier than what Tony was to anybody on this show? Well, am and- I, if, if I was a man, would I be treated? And I think that's a solid argument and one that appeals to people that, and, and I mean, if you look at in season 40, Lucina, when she starts her speech about that, that like if she were a, if she were a man she'd be treated differently by Jeff and by by the other members of the cast. Uh, cast makes a good point there in that, and I think it would have been at least a compelling argument. I don't know that it wins her the million, but I think it at least maybe maybe gets her a vote or two if she's in the finals. Maybe, but here's here's my problem with that, and, and I'm going to come off like a villain here. But <laughs> first of all, there's absolutely sexism in everything in our in our culture. Right. right. And that bleeds over in Survivor. It's there. We've seen it. If you listen to the way Jeff talks in past seasons, it's uncomfortable and gross. Um, we, we've talked about some of the things, even Spencer, who we both like, some of the things he said. And, and it's there. I get it. But my problem with Cass is that, um, at least from our perception, nobody disliked her because of things she did that a man would have been okay doing. Yeah, the, the, people the, didn't like her because they were at She had an awful attitude, and she was hard-headed. Yeah. Like, yeah. and it wasn't hard-headed. Like, it, it was upfront hard-headed. Her and Tony were very similar in that Tony would hear people say, we should vote for this person. He wouldn't agree, and he would, for somebody who's very brash, he would slide them where he wanted them to be, right? He, he would hear, right. I want to vote out. Let's just, I, and I'm not pointing to any specific vote, but he would hear them say, I want to vote out Wu. He would want to vote out, let's just say Jeffra, just to, to give two names. Yeah. And 
he wouldn't say, no, we're voting Jeffra. He would say, oh, okay, yeah, but here's the thing about Wu. Wu is da-da-da, and he'd give all the positive. Wu, he's like, here's what we get rid of Jeffra. Jeffra, we can't count on her. So he would reason them to the other vote. And then we even saw him some in Winners at War end up voting for somebody he didn't want to vote for because he could not reason his allies to the person he would vote. Cass would just straight up go, no, that's not who we want to vote for. I don't like this person. I want them out. If a man does this, they're also getting voted out. If If a man straight up looks at their allies and says, no. In fact, Cass got to stay and make more money because she was a woman that nobody liked and she and, and wasn't perceived as a physical threat. So she got to right. stay longer than if but, a man had done that because a man, they would have been like, he's hard to work with. He's yeah. gone. We've seen we, that. So you're right on, on that. But what I'm saying, like the actual argument probably gets her some votes because I think the jury is sitting there thinking, huh, you know, maybe she has a point, even if she doesn't. Right. I think no, no, that, I, that I, she gets tossed votes in the that like I think people would at least momentarily maybe connect it and be like, huh, maybe she's right. Let me throw a vote her way because you know she she probably has a good point there. It's enough to like I think what I'm saying is she has enough to build a case that would get her votes. Whether or not it's true or not doesn't matter because again in, in this game of survivor perception is a reality. For, for these for yeah. the jury members. And so you don't have to necessarily be correct in what you're saying. You just have to have them perceive what you're saying is correct. And she's a lawyer and she can do that. And I, I like, and here's, we're going to get, here's the irony. Justin. Who'd she vote for to win? Right. You know, right. like she, if there is sexism and if it is, well, you know, this person, uh, if, if, if he was a woman, we wouldn't, we think he was a bitch, but we think he's a great strategist. Yeah, but who'd you vote for? Right. You voted for the person who played that way. You voted for the person, instead of voting for the guy who played more, if we're going off of these stereotypes, and we'll get to, you know, spoiler alert, it gets down to Tony and Wu. Wu played more like what, in that theory, what women are expected to play like. They're loyal. They don't rock the boat. They, uh, he played that way, and almost nobody voted for him. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> he got one vote. One vote, um, and you know, for some reason, I thought the vote when I when I got back to thinking about this, for some reason, I thought the vote was much closer than it was when I watched this the first time through. And maybe it was just my own uh, thought was that that it was supposed to be closer. But when I went when we were watching last night, I was like, "Dang, did Wu really only get one vote out of this?" Because for some reason, I had it that he won by like a single vote. No, that Tony barely scraped scraped by. Because I think what in my mind, what I had remembered from the season is that it was close. That it should have probably been a close vote, and that that it should have been Tony just getting by. Because in reality, like he was such a, a, a an ass (laughs) in terms of the way that a lot of people probably perceived him on the season, just with the, you know, swearing on his, his, his dad and swearing on his badge and swearing on, I mean, he, he swore on everything, you know, that you could possibly think of to get people to believe him, whatever. And he pretty much said it, look, I'm going to lie and drag people's dreams through the mud. And I'm going to make sure that, that my dream comes true because of it. Like that's pretty in your face, yeah. Um, yeah. And but it works out for him. 
Um, but we can shift gears over yeah. to that that final the final four. Spencer ends up getting voted out, um, and, and Spencer and he made a wonderful argument. We talk about strategists. What right. an argument from Spencer! Like at that final four, Cass had won immunity, so she stays. Um, and she and and Wu are pretty hardcore. They're going to vote for Spencer. That's the plan. Tony was going to vote for Spencer. You know, that's that's the the perceived plan, and it's smart. He's a strategist, but he's also a challenge beast. And uh, you let him go on to the final three, he can win that final immunity, take who he wants, and win a million dollars. And and Which... and Cass knows that. Wu knows that. Wu and Tony should both know that, or could know that. Spencer, if Spencer wins final immunity, he's going to take Cass. He's going to win a million dollars, and there's there, there's no way around that. Um, the problem comes in that Spencer is probably the best strategist left on the on the island as far as uh, coordinating other people's strategy. Tony has a great individual strategy, but as far as like knowing the game of Survivor, nobody has what Spencer does. And Spencer goes to Tony and he makes, I mean, uh, that, that argument he made for why Tony should take him, it doesn't work, but it was good. Well, like he went to him, and again, it goes back to just knowing the game the way he does. He said, look, you realize that we're going to a final two now. And Tony's like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, listen to what Jeff said at our last immunity challenge. He didn't say that the winner gets a spot to argue their case with the jury. He just said you get a spot in the final three. He said, we, we're, we're doing a final two this season. Just that immediately, like I think that caught Tony off guard. And I really think, and Tony mentions this at the reunion show, that you know he would, he would make a decision during the day, and at night he would really sleep on it, and that's when he would determine what he wanted to do. I think in the moment, he was going to go with Spencer's plan, listening to what Spencer had to say. I think he had to walk it back at night. When well, he didn't have. When a he night. had nothing to do. He, he didn't have a night. That was the oh, afternoon. Right. The but I still think you're right. You're right. But do you know what I think? It, do you know where I think Spencer? Time may, away. Yeah. Do you know I think Spencer maybe messed up with that? Um, he should have left it at that. He should have left it at that conversation with Tony. Maybe he mentions it at tribal. Maybe just just a few. You know. Well, you know, I feel like I'm the odd man out, but uh, I had a chance to state my case and and. Um, there's some things going on in this game that, that, that I realized that I don't know if everybody realizes. And, and hopefully by sharing that information, I've, I've, I've planted the right seeds. Right. He should have he left it that because where I think he lost Tony is during, final, during the Final Four tribal, he said he laid all of that out there for Wu and, and Cass to hear, um, which would have given them a chance to stump for Tony as to why, even if it's Final Two, he, he's still the vote out. That didn't happen. But then Spencer went on to say, and if it's us two at the finale, I'm going to argue for why you should win, not me. And that sounded like such a lie. I don't know if it was. But if I'm Tony, that's the point where I get snapped back into reality of, oh, I'm getting played. Oh, this kid's lying to me. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm getting played. I, he's going Spencer... he, he, to – yeah, he may take me to final two, but he's going to lay out all these reasons why he's just as good as me strategically. He's better than me physically. He got me to take him not just to final three, but into but but now he's in final two, and he did it all without swearing on his dead dad and all this stuff. Like that's well, the point where Tony probably stepped out of Spencer's dream world and back into reality and said, "No, I gotta get rid of this kid. He's the one who can beat me." 
Right. Well, and I think you look at it, and if he takes Spencer instead of Wu there, because um, it's Wu that, that can go out. Yeah, yeah, because Cash won immunity. Um, if he takes Spencer instead of Wu, Tony's odds probably go down a little bit because I think Cass probably wins, ha- still has the best shot at winning that final immunity. It's her or Spencer. It, Tony has no shot against either one of them in that final immunity challenge. He just doesn't. Um, that is, again, geared towards – and I, Spencer may actually be favored because he would also have the brains behind it. Um, <laughs> that immunity challenge, you have to go out, get puzzle pieces, unlock the – or. Uh, unlock a chest and then solve a wheel puzzle or a cog puzzle, I guess, um, and raise a flag. Um, he takes either one of Cass and Spencer to that final three. Neither one of them has taken him to the finale, I don't think. Cass, maybe just because she is so emotionally driven, she may say, I'm not taking Spencer with me, like just out of spite. That's the only way Tony gets to final three. And I still think Cass would have taken a step back and said, you know, I might have a better shot against Spencer. Well, it, it's um, strange, though. She said um, she said at some point that, 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 she, would... that she would take Tony. And I don't know that she's 100% wrong there because um, what she had that Wu wouldn't have was a list of strategic moves that kept her in the game. She was threatened from the beginning she would have a list of this is what I did here, 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 and here that was my strategy where I, I got Sarah off the island. I got this person off the island. These were my right. targets. I took them out, and I took them out strategically for these reasons. And, That's fair. And whereas – She still doesn't win. <laughs> she doesn't win, but I, th- I think Tony is her best chance because whereas if she's up against Wu um, – Or Spencer. Or Spencer, either one. Spencer is more strategic than her and better liked. Wu is just flat better liked. Um, and so, Tony, Tony, I think she could argue that we're both. I think she then can use that argument of, look, he played the same game I played. You're looking at him as the, as this, you know, strat- strategy king. You're looking at me as as an ass. When well, in reality, we're the same. And I think again, perception there, she may be able to sway some votes on that. And the advantage for her is that she can say, yeah. I was rude to you, and you knew it. I was rude to you yeah. to your face. I was I was brash, and I did what I had to do to win, but you knew what I was doing. How many of you are on the jury because Tony swore on something that you thought was sacred, and then it turns out he was playing you and sent you to the jury? I would rather be, be killed by the enemy I saw coming than backstabbed by somebody I thought was a friend. That's fair. I think she has leverage over Tony that maybe nobody else has. Um, yeah, because I think she could just be – and honestly, she'd have nothing to lose. Yeah. So like, I, don't, I, think, I, don't I, think, think, I don't think she wins. I think Wu or Spencer could probably misstep – and we saw it with Wu – is you misstep and say certain things at Tribal Council – I don't think Cass is going to make a mistake in terms of arguing her case. No, because she's a um, lawyer, and that's what she's made for. Right. You know? And so I think she probably just absolutely destroys anybody at that final trouble. Yeah, because um, Tony – let's looking not forget – I mean, we'll get to it, but Tony did – I don't think Tony did that well at final Tony, Tony, Tony did, did pretty well, and I, and I can explain why in a little bit, um, why I think he did well, um, because I think he – he did some things and he did it again in winners at war where he doesn't answer your question. He talks about what he wants to talk about. Um, 
Well, and, we'll and, and I will, yeah, we will. And I will say what, what, what I mean is Tony didn't help his case at final tribal. I don't think, but what he didn't do that we've seen others do hurt. is hurt his case at final right. tribal. So, but going into the, the whole Spencer, Spencer makes this great argument that basically, look, if you take woo, woo's just going to take cast to the final you know, this is going to be a final two. You know, you've got a better shot with me because I'm going to take you because I don't like Cass, which again is believable because him and Cass have been at each other's throats all season. Um, I genuinely know, think even if Spencer thought taking Cass to the final two was the right answer, I don't think he would have. I think if it was him, Tony, and Cass, he would have taken Tony to the final three. That might be possible because he may have just looked at it as look. If I lose to Tony, I lose to Tony, but I refuse to give her a shot. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's probably fair. Uh, but I, I think that that Tony ends up – I think you're right. I think he, he realizes that he might get, be getting played. Even if he wasn't getting played, I think he realizes he, he might be getting played. He makes the decision to take Wu to the final three instead. And it ends up being, I believe, the biggest move for him because I think he's able now, when Wu wins that final immunity challenge that I talked about earlier, the wheel raising the flag, um, he is able to go straight to Wu and say, hey, man, I, I get that Cass is the easy one to take, but you wouldn't be at final three if it wasn't for me. Like, I chose you over Spencer. Don't make me look like the fool for taking you to final three with me instead of the kid. And I think that for Wu is a point in time where he's like, I got to be super honorable. I've got to be the Taekwondo instructor who does right by the person who has done right by me the entire game. And somehow he rationalizes it out that this is going to be his big move and he can basically take credit for dragging Tony to the end. But what the perception from the jury is, is that Tony, like, convinced him, tricked him, ordered him, is, is, is the word, I guess, that Spencer kind of used, to take him to the end. It was perceived very different than what Wu, I think, had in mind when he chose to take Tony over Cass um, to the end. Because I think he he looked at it as, oh, this is my big move. This is where I can I can argue to the jury that Tony doesn't get here without me. He needed me. This was my move. This was my strategic thing. I'm taking out Cass. I'm you know being honorable. Uh, you know, and then he gets to final tribal council, and Spencer completely ruins that for him. Yeah, and <laughs> and the thing about it is, and first of all, I I. I I'm good with words. I'm not good enough with words to describe to you how daunting the maze is in that final immunity challenge. If you haven't seen this episode and you're just, for some reason, listening to us talk about Survivor is better for you than actually going and watching it, that's great for us. You should at least go look up a picture of the final immunity challenge in Kageon. I looked at that maze and felt like a small person. And I'm not a small person. But I you're felt not, you're a I, giant I, man. I felt like I would be just—I wouldn't even know where to start. I mean, most yeah, of these, it, most of the, even the even the challenging. Like I told you, I'm probably bad at slide puzzles. I would not win a slide puzzle challenge. 
but I at least would like have a general idea of what to do to start. That maze is just so daunting. Wu ends up winning it. And what's great, great piece of editing by the Survivor team. They show us a conversation with Wu and Cass. Tony's off doing whatever Tony's doing, probably digging for another idol. Um, <laughs> in, in case there's one out there that lets him skip the challenge. And he, Tony, Wu says to Cass, I mean, they're talking about how they both acknowledge that one of them needs to win immunity and that they need to take the other one to final, to final tribal. And oh Wu says, Wu says, yeah, because if I took, if I won and took you, I would be the, what did he, did he say? That would be the dumbest he move said, in Survivor history? He said, if I take Tony to the end, I will be the stupidest Survivor player of all time. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, and then Justin, you can't get any more cut and dry than that. Like, what's he do? Knows. What's he do? He wins he it. Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. As I was listening to Wu talk, and I, I had played it like on the podcast and in conversation, you know, I, I was trying not to spoil that I already knew this was coming, but I knew it was coming. And I spent the whole season like trying to figure out, so like, why would he do that? Like, maybe there's yeah, something in here. Nobody why? knows. Where, and, nobody and as knows. I listened to him explain it, I realized that the struggle he had is a struggle I would have. Because one thing I told you last night is that only a single man makes that mistake. Right. Because well, I, no, I, I got this. Well, I, I would not say every single man would make. <laughs> yes, that mistake, there we go. But only a single man. This is squares and rectangles, rectangles and squares. Only yes. a single man makes that mistake because a married man is going to say, if I go home and my wife finds out that I coughed up a million dollars. To be honorable, to be honorable in a game. Where everybody on the island has to get voted off by their friends at some point. I will Jeremy, never, ever, ever sleep in my bed again. Never. Never. Jeremy, I, told, I told you last night that if I did that, I would want my future wife to leave me over. Because <laughs> <Like, laughs> as, the as a thing, single man, as the, a single I man, just, I can I, tell you, I, will, I would have in a heartbeat said, Tony, thank you for getting me to final three. But you're you don't home. even know you don't even know <laughs> how much that means to me that you trusted me enough to bring me to the final three. It is it is the great I, I don't take that lightly. You're a wonderful man, and I will speak llama to you anytime. But you going home, fam? I can't go. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. is no if ands or buts. Especially about it. in that I situation, I can't beat you. I can beat the lady that nobody likes. Yeah. Like, especially, I could see if it was a situation of um, they had, you know, Cash didn't win immunity at Final Four, and they decided to send Cash home like a bunch of morons, and it was Spencer, Tony, and Wu, and Spencer goes, I'm going to have a hard time beating either one of these guys. I'm, I'm going to bring Tony, even though I think he's the best player on this season, and I maybe have a little bit better chance of beating Spencer, I'm going to do the honorable thing. But in this, in this case, he knows if he takes Cass, he wins a million dollars. If he takes Tony, he probably doesn't. And he chooses Tony. But as I said, <laughs> this said is it. something he, that – Jeremy, I said a, go ahead. he says, he says, he says, I'm going to give myself a 50-50 shot with Tony. You take the 100% shot with Cass. Yeah. But he was super excited that he gets a 50-50 shot with Tony. I'm sorry. 
But I would take the odds of, okay, let's just say it's 98% with Cass. Let's say she's able to argue her way into winning at the 2%. 98% is better than 50% the last time I checked. I mean, yeah. I'm not necessarily a math major or anything. And but bruh, I think 98% you did is better not than have 50. a 50-50 chance with Tony either. You're talking about a 10% chance against a 98% chance. Yeah. And yeah, and so it like was I less said, than 50 50. Like I said, as a married man, I know for a fact I cannot let my honor in a game for a million dollars where the person that I'm dealing with I know would have stabbed me in the back if it had been if it had been advantageous to him. Like, this right. is like Tony's done this the whole game, yeah. Like, so if, if Tony was in the same situation, he's sitting in Wu Pack. Yeah, so, but I do know that, like, in my case, it would be, okay, my kids are watching this. My kids, I want them to see that daddy did the right thing, that even when it was hard, daddy did the right thing. Because I can't send the message to children that um, when you're playing a game, it's okay to cheat. When you're playing a game and and there's money on the line, it's okay to play dirty. It's okay to lie. So I can I understand that. that struggle, but the way you get around that, and I'm surprised more people in Survivor don't go this route. Because when you're having these conversations and we're, 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 we're allies, everybody in the conversation when they're like, we got a final three right here, right? Final three. Yeah, final three. Everybody in that conversation, the unspoken thing that nobody says, but everybody's thinking is, I mean, unless it's not a good idea later. You know, like, right. there's never been a final three, except for the, the only final two in Survivor history that I can think of that was rock solid all along was, was JT and, and Stephen. Yeah. And even That's then, right. Stephen would have been smart enough to leave JT out if he won that well, final immunity. I, I think that in Winners at War, I think Tony and Sarah was another one. I think if Tony had the chance, he'd have brought Sarah along. But um, I don't think Sarah, if she had the chance, she would have brought Tony um, uh, I don't know. Because I think Sarah Sarah probably still brings maybe still brings them along. I don't know that, but I think But that, the difference there is it's a final three with with three. fire. Yeah. Right. And it's a final three of fire where you're taking somebody to the finale and even if you don't take them, they could get there. And what you run a risk of if you're Sarah is you stab Tony in the back, you send him to fire, he wins fire. Now his resume is even better. Sometimes taking somebody now in these modern rules, taking somebody to the finale keeps something off their resume. Right. You know, you see, you you see that, you see that sometimes where they, but, but in this era where there's no final fire and you're just taking somebody to the finale and the other person's going home, it's different. And I just, yeah, I think the way the way you work around that is when you just say it out loud. If you're worried about your honor and you want to be able to have a look at your kids in the eye when you get home, and you want to be able to know that you played honorably, you say, "Listen, I want to work with you. Ideally, I want to go final three, but you need to know that in the end, I'm playing for me, and I know you're playing for you, and that's okay." And you saw that from Ben and Winners at War, but it was way too late. It was late enough that it felt like he was quitting. Say that up front. And I don't think you'd get voted off if you, you know, because what, what, what you're not, make sure, make it clear. You're not saying, I might vote you out tomorrow. What you're saying is, yeah, right now I like working with you guys, but just know that I have to play for me and I have to play to win a million dollars. That's why I'm here. I, I do think that gets you voted off. I, 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 
I really do. I think as a fan watching the show long enough, I think that that sort of honesty gets you voted off because I've seen it happen. And I think once you start watching more seasons, I think you're going to see it too. I don't think you can be that open and up front with somebody. I think you have to play uh, the way that Tony plays. I think you have to play the way, especially in modern Survivor, I think you have to more or less tell people what they want to hear. You can't tell them, you know, you can't be that honorable person. But I think back and I'm going to go ahead and, and, and uh, fulfill our quota for the show on talking about Rick Devins real quick. Um, I think that that was a dilemma that he had when Chris Underwood got back in the game. Um, he, you know, he talked about it in podcast uh, with Rob uh, Sesternino, uh after the show is that, you know, there were times where he contemplated, you know, tossing that, uh, that immunity idol, his half that Chris gave him into the water and just saying, you know, <laughs> good luck, dude. You're on your own. Uh, I'm not helping you. Um, I'm stabbing you in the back again. But I think he realized that, like, honorably, like, he didn't want to do that to him again. He didn't want to have to explain that necessarily to, to, to the kids or whatever it may be. I think he realized he wanted to be honorable. And, look, that's a great quality to have. Um, and I think that, you know, I will be the first to say, like, Wu is a very honorable person. Wu is a great guy. But the difference between Wu and Tony is that Tony has won $3 million from Survivor and Wu has won in the thousands just from appearances and making it farther in the game. Tony, Tony's, won two, Tony's won twice because Tony is the type of person where he's going to tell you what you want to hear. He's going to get to the end and he's going to argue his way to a to million dollars or, and we're going to go ahead and get, I guess we can go ahead and get to it. He doesn't argue at all. He just tries to spin you in another direction tell you a story about things that you know he is just this master of misdirection or 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 deflection he can he gets you off the topic or you know uh and he 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 admits to it in in the finale or in the final travel he says you know the way that i was able to feel better about myself at night on breaking these promises to you guys was and I was able to rationalize it by getting you to break your promise to me first. That way I could turn on you. And it, ha- it, it, look, it didn't even have to be a full broken promise from the other end. It just had to be something that he could rationalize as a broken promise to be able to turn around and break his promise to the other person. And I think what's frustrating is like thinking back, I don't really ever remember seeing Wu say, make a final three promise. Because that's the other way you can work around it. Plenty of people win and plenty of people get to the end with a perceived final three where you never actually see them say, okay, it's us three. We're going to be the final three. They just work together with people over and over and over again. You may see the other people say that we got our final three. But if you never said it, then it's honorable to be like, you know what? I know it was perceived that I was to the end with Tony. But... Mm, I never said it was, and I'm getting rid of it. The The thing, the place where really Wu really loses me with his reasoning, and I get why he said it, was that he said that in martial arts, you want to beat the best. You don't want to, I don't want to get to the end and face somebody who's not the best in the tournament. I want to beat the best person in the tournament. And that's great, but the difference is in martial arts, you start out with a fair field, and you are in complete control of whether you win or not. 
You walk into you don't a, have a jury. Right. You walk into a ring, and if you do what you're supposed to do, and you keep the other person from doing what they're supposed to do, you win. That's the way sports work. Survivor isn't like that. You don't get to walk right. in the final tribal and say, and, and and throw out your best moves, and he throws out his best moves, and the winner's the winner. You're dealing with people who have their own perceptions of how the game went, and there's nothing you can do, especially since Wu isn't particularly eloquent. I said that Tony, I don't think, did a great job at Final Tribal. He just didn't lose. Wu needed to come into Final Tribal and win, and I don't think he did it. Um, And especially he got destroyed by Spencer, which couldn't have happened if Wu had, or couldn't have as easily happened if Wu had done a better job of laying out. Here's why it's so important that I'm honorable. I know the reason I brought Tony, and I, I said this, if he brings Cass, he, he has nothing because his only argument was, I'm honorable. Well, Tony is the perfect foil for that. He can say, how many, I was a part of it. How many people did he make promises to and then he orchestrated them going home? You call me a lapdog all you want. I had no choice. The only way I had aligned myself with Tony, the only way I don't go home is by continuing to follow what he did. But he broke promises that he made. I didn't make promises to Trish. He did. I didn't make a promise to LJ. He did. I didn't make a promise. In fact, what he told me was that LJ was trying to send me home. So, of course, I voted out LJ. Right. Wu didn't do a good enough job of setting up that I am here. Because I was honorable, I dealt honorably with everybody. I brought Tony because I'm honorable, and I know he's not. And that's why you should vote for me. That's why you should let me win because I played this game with honor and integrity, mm-hmm. and I still managed to outwit and outlast and outplay each and every one of you without having to swear on my dead father. He didn't do a good enough job of that. So when Spencer stands up at the end and absolutely eviscerates, yeah, it's it's brutal. I mean, it might be one of the most brutal. There's there's only one other one that I can think of, and it's Blood versus Water with Reed, where it's just an absolute breakdown of this person that is sitting up there and just absolutely destroys the person that's sitting at, at Final Tribal's chances. Um, and, and I'll send you that Reed clip later if you haven't seen it yet. Um, it is It is brutal. And that's the only other one I can think of that is on this level. And I think that, you know, you look at it and you're like, oh, my gosh, Spencer. If And, look, I think Tony wins regardless of Spencer's speech. I know you and I may disagree on that a little bit. I do think it's closer with without Spencer's speech at the end. I think it might be. I think Wu may, maybe gets two to three votes instead of one. Uh, because I think Spencer snapped a couple people back into reality of – what you're there to do and not to be a bitter jury um, with his speech. And he basically says, he asked Tony a question and then he says, I have a a statement for Wu or whatever. And he's like, he just tells him, look, you've been a lap dog for the entire game. You've sat there and you've, when when Tony says go play fetch, you went and played fetch. When Tony said sit, you sat. And he just continues on with this dog analogy. He said, the only question I have for you is can you convince me that the dog analogy with you and Tony is is not true? And Wu couldn't. Wu looked like, and I'm I'm gonna use his own. Wu looked like he had just taken a roundhouse kick to the face in a taekwondo match. I mean, he looked like he had just been absolutely 
blasted that Spencer had absolutely just destroyed him. And I think, one, it shows how good Spencer is at this game. I think Spencer – it's a good thing Tony didn't have to go against Spencer at the end because Spencer can make an argument. Like, the kid absolutely can make an argument for who should win. And he did a phenomenal job of, of laying it out there for, for, for Tony to win. I mean, he, he rolled the red carpet on the Tony win by just telling people – Yes, you can be angry at him, but you also need to understand that he played the best game. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I think if you're if a better arguer were arguing Lou's case, you can also say because you know, yeah, you could disregard like one speech that stood out to me was Jeremiah. Jeremiah talked about how where I'm from, and this is true, we're both from the South. We're both we. I I was raised this way. Where I'm from. When you swear on your wife and kids and you swear on things that matter and you lie when you're doing it, that's scum, yeah. you know? Well, I, and, and I've that, always and that, thought. And, that, and that's how yeah. I was raised. Well, and see, so, I was raised that way as well. And you know, I was actually, you know, my thing is if I swear on somebody, I, I try not to. Because my thought process, if I break that swear, something bad's going to happen. That's the way we were to raised, right? It don't make any sense. Yeah, it, like, doesn't, it doesn't fit with my other Christian beliefs at all. But, right. like, that's the way I was I, raised. If you swear like on your mama swear, and you swear on your mama and you're lying, your mama's going to die. You know? Like, that's 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 the way I was yeah. brought up. Now, and I don't even think my like, parents ever told me that. I think that's the way I was told, like, at school. You know? That's the way other kids right. would I say. Mean, like, don't swear on your mama. And I so, think that's always been my perception of it is like if I swear on something, if I break it, something bad's going to happen to me or something bad's going to happen to whoever I'm because, swearing on. And because I know that, if I'm willing to break that, that means I don't have any respect for that person I swore on. And so I, Jeremiah's speech really resonated with me. And so I, if you're woo, you can – if you're smart – or and I don't think woo is not smart, but if you're a better – uh, or orator, you can say, yeah, okay, yeah, it's easy to dismiss that as, well, don't be a bitter jury, but playing with this game with honor matters. The reason, the reason that you were allowed that to count is because you were playing by a set of understood rules of life that Tony didn't play by. And so maybe he didn't cheat in this game but he cheated at the rules of life that we all accept. Right. And, and I think that you could play that. that you, it, 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 and so that's why I think maybe if Jeremiah is the last one and, and what sullies that a little bit is that Jeremiah said all that and then Jeremiah voted for Tony. And so, right. I, and so I don't know if maybe Spencer's speech got to him too, but I think if somebody else is the final voice, maybe there's a couple of votes that swing. Um, I, so I, I, I don't think, think there's a, I don't think there's enough to let Wu win probably, but someone say, I, think, I think that when he walked into tribal, I told you this last night, I think he had four solid votes that were voting for him, regardless of what was said there. I think Morgan was voting for him. I think that, uh, Spencer was voting for him. I think Cass was voting for him. And there was a fourth one. I'm blanking on it. Um, uh, give me one second, because I, I sent it to you and I told you these are the four. Did that you say I Morgan? I think Morgan was one of them. Yeah, Morgan I know was one. Uh, Morgan, Cass, Spencer, and Trish. I think you can make the argument maybe Trish is angry enough in the moment. Maybe she doesn't vote for him, but I, I just have a hard time believing she doesn't. I think they were close enough 
that it was always going to be that she was going to vote for him. So I think she, he had four votes wrapped up before he walked into final trial. So he really only needed to grab one more. And I don't know that that was that hard. Um, and I do think the one, the one thing he did well at final tribal, um, well, two, two things he set up for final tribal with Trish. He didn't just tell Trish at final tribal. I felt real bad about that. Cause we've heard that before. Right. He made sure to say at camp. I did not feel good about that. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want, I felt like I had to do it. I felt like it was the right move. The logic made sense. I hated it. I didn't want to do it. And I feel bad about it. I feel bad that I voted my friend out because she didn't do anything wrong. She never did anything wrong to anybody, which was a lie, but that's what Tony thought. Tony, I think Tony honestly believed that Trisha was a sweetheart because Wu said the same thing. I don't get that from her. Um, you don't nope, get that from I, her. Nope. But, nope. She, I thought <laughs> she was really nasty to people on the show. Yeah, um, but it was never I Tony and it was she... never Wu, and that's why they said that. Um, well, and then, well, and I think Wu's not going to tell her, "Hey, you're a nasty woman in the middle of, of a final trouble." Even if he, but, but I think you're right. I think that there was some perception by the final two that somehow Trish was this sweetheart that maybe nobody else really saw. Um, but, but I think that that you're right. Tony, I, he only Tony set game. that up. He set that up because. Oh, he also Other deflected people. and said, well, Wu's why you're home, or really. I mean, yeah. Wu's why you're sitting over there, because Wu's the one that came up with the plan to take you out. I just had to go along with it because I, I tried to argue for you. It didn't work out. I'm sorry, but it's Wu's fault. Yeah, and I think – so he set that up. But if he had said that at Final Tribal, but at camp he had been like, whew, good thing we got rid of her. That was the right time to do that, huh? If he had done that then maybe Cass and Spencer are like, hold on. That's not, you know, maybe it's a long shot, but, but he, he helped his case as much as possible by being true on that one. He did feel bad. He said he felt bad immediately. So it resonated. The other piece that he did, and if, if, if he had only need, if he had uh, only been able to get one more vote, he got it with LJ. Because LJ was truly pissed at Tony when he stood up. You could tell. Tony lied to him. Tony set him up. Tony orchestrated. Tony pulled him into their alliance and then stabbed him in the back. And the way Tony explained to LJ his reasoning for voting him out and the fact that it was true. LJ was his biggest threat in the game at the time. LJ was strategic. LJ was well-liked. LJ was physically capable. And Tony felt like he had to get rid of him. And he told LJ that. And he said, so, yeah, I lied to you. But here's how I lied to you. I made I you break you, your promise first. I told you that Wu had an idol, or I thought Wu had an idol, or whatever it was. And you said that it was – you said that it, maybe it was time to take Wu out. And that's and I took that back to Wu and I said he wants to get rid of you. But I did that because I respected you and because I knew that you were a threat and I knew I had to get rid of you. And the what you could tell LJ really wanted to respond. LJ really wanted to rebut that, but he just kind of went. He could. Well, uh, all right. And he went and sat down. He couldn't. And, and that was the moment where, if there's nine votes, he had four locked in. He won LJ right there. Nothing else mattered. It didn't yeah. matter if it didn't matter if Jeremiah was mad enough to vote. The other way, it didn't matter if Tasha didn't respect him. 
it didn't matter if Jeffro, because she was mad at him too. She said, I'm not bitter. And then she sounded real bitter. She's uh, very bitter. She may have been much bitter one up there at one point. It didn't matter if Jeffra went the other way. None of that mattered. As soon as he won LJ, he had his five votes, I'm pretty sure. And and, and that was it. That, that was yeah, the end. I, well, and I think with, with LJ, I think he used the word, I was petrified of. I was beyond scared of what you could do in this game. I thought that you would win this game if I let you stick around. And I think LJ in that moment was like, if I was in his shoes, I'd have had to do the same thing. Yeah. I would have had to. And I think, I think LJ respected that. And it goes back to owning the game is so important. Owning your moves and telling people why you did them, not hiding behind excuses. is so important. And it's what Tony does really well is he owns his game, but also he owns it in a way that is a, a bit more acceptable than, yeah, I'm just an ass. He well, owns and, and, it in and the, it was the way you know, he did. It was the way he, I think it was Trish. Trish asked him, was it worth it? Was it worth it to swear on all these people? She was emotional talking about her dead relatives. Was it worth it to swear on all these things? And Tony made it clear in interviews that, Every, for everybody else, swearing on these things mattered, but to him it just didn't. It just didn't yeah. matter. And that, that, that right there won him the season. Because for everybody yeah. else, hearing, hearing him swear on his dead father and swear on his kid and swear on his badge, all of that mattered. And yeah. to him it didn't, and they didn't know that. And that's what won him a million dollars on that season. Well, and he and Trish him. said, was it worth it? And when he just said simply, yeah, it was. That locked Trish in, in my opinion. That that's probably where Trish was like, well, I mean, if he doesn't even regret it, then he had that strategy all along. It worked. Yeah, I mean, Tasha's the only one that voted for Wu. Um, in the end, Tasha was probably already locked in with Wu when she walked in. Um, I think that was not one that he. There was no swaying that that vote for Tony. But just kind of looking down, I think he had Cass Spencer locked in. I think he had Trish locked in. I think he had Morgan locked in. The three toss-ups in my mind, or the few toss-ups, were Sarah, Jeremiah, Jeffra. Those were the toss-ups. And I, I think that Sarah was always going to vote for him too. So I don't know that he didn't already have five when he walked in the in the in the tribe. I think that game was wrapped up before he ever walked in. All he had to do was just not completely make an absolute ass of himself in the in the final tribal council. That's all all he had to do. All he had to do was just not completely you know screw it up. And I think he already had probably six votes locked in. Um, well, and, now, and I think and I think that that's a different scenario if he's up against a cast or up against a Spencer, as we talked. The people right, that because, people that could poke holes in his game and say Spencer could say, well, yeah, except. I didn't have the advantage of having my tribe mates with me. And I didn't have the advantage of having the strongest tribe. And so I didn't Spencer, have the advantage of, of three uh, immunity idols. And I still managed to get here without having to do all that. So Just kind of looking down, I think Spencer gets everybody's vote except for Cass, Trish. Trish. No, I don't think Cass votes for him. Cass, Trish, um... Maybe Sarah. I think I Spencer know. gets think, everybody else. I think Cass. If it's if it's Spencer versus Tony, 
No, I think as much as as much as she didn't like Spencer, I think even Cass could have been one. Now maybe she still votes Tony. I I don't think so. I think that the Cass never gonna win, never gonna win Survivor comment ruined it for her. With that's true. That's probably true. I think that that like the way she played the game, her emotional side would not have allowed her. Her pride side would not have allowed her to vote for the guy that said that. I just don't think that she had it in her. She may her being. I, I think she vote that way. Maybe she's honorable enough that she would have voted for him if it was in question. But as soon as she realized that she could vote for Tony and Spencer would still win, right? You know, kind of like some some of the votes we've we've heard rumored from winners at war that really wanted to vote for Michelle, yeah. but they were but they were worried that Tony was going to lose to um, yeah. Natalie, so they voted for Tony. I, I I think there may have been there. There's a chance that if if it was close. Spencer could have gotten Cass's vote, but I think you're right. I, I think if, when she had the I full think, range to, to, to make her emotional decision, she would have emotionally said, I'm not giving a vote, my vote to Spencer. I think it ends up being 5-4 if it's Spencer Tony. Um, because I think Sarah Morgan, Cass, and Trish may all vote Tony. Everybody else, LJ, Jeremiah, Jeffra, Tasha, Wu, I think they all vote in, in, in Spencer's direction. And um, and the real backbreaker, and we, we probably ought to wrap up because we're we're getting close to an hour and a half now. Yeah. But the real backbreaker, if I'm woo, Jeff just twisted the oh, knife at the reunion. Yeah. Hey, jury, how many of you would have voted for uh for woo if he had taken Cass instead of Tony? And everybody Every raised their hand. And and in true woo fashion, he played it off. Hey, that's fine. I don't feel bad. I I got a great life. But man, no man, way. I'd feel I'd feel sick. And before we go, um, I, I, this is a point I wanted to get to. That's not just a life-changing decision for Wu. Yeah. That is a survivor-changing moment. Because yeah. Wu wins there, Wu's on winners at war, potentially instead of Tony. Um, I yeah. still think there's a chance Tony gets on Game Changers with Sarah. But that means either he's not on winners at war or Sarah's not on winners at war. And yeah. even if he wins that, and he's on winners at war, and Wu is his full, is his partner instead of Sarah. I don't know that they have the same rapport to get Tony to the end. And now Tony has had to come out and play hard again because you've said one of the reasons he was able to win winners at war is because he went out on game changers and wasn't very good, or at least he didn't go very far. Well, and he came so- out too hard in in uh, game changers, getting voted out second. Yeah. And everybody perceives, oh, Tony's not really a threat. We've seen him go out super early. Yeah. Um, and so and he lays low in Winners at War and then turns it on when he needs to. And Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And so it changes all of Survivor history. Now, Wu is a winner. Wu isn't on whatever his later seasons are. Second maybe chance, he is, I maybe. believe. Maybe he is. Maybe well, he, he definitely isn't. On, well, he definitely isn't on Second Chance because he's, he's not he on Second been a Chance. Winner. But maybe he's on Game Changers instead. You know, like there, there's. Yeah. yeah. There, the entire and and there's a chance Tony isn't on Winners at War because there's a chance Tony never wins if Wu takes well, there's, cast. There's well, there's also a chance that in Game Changers that Sarah doesn't get advice from Tony on how to win the game and doesn't do yeah. it well. Yeah, um, and so and so now she she the entire the, the entire course of Survivor history changes because yeah. Wu decides to be honorable and that is mind blowing because. Survivor is unique in that every season's separate. It's not a it's not a an episodic where right. 
the same characters show up for every season, but it's also not completely separated. Right. There's arcs. There's, there's still arcs. There's threads. There's this person does this in this season. So that gets them on this season and they win and that gets them on this season there. You've got this. Right. And a lot of threads get broken and changed. If woo. Yeah. Takes Cass instead of instead of, Uh, uh, instead of Tony. And, I think that's fascinating. I think, yeah, no, it is. I, I think like you could do, I mean, and maybe we will one day. I don't, I don't know. Uh, if we watch enough of these affected seasons, we can go back and do an entire episode on, Hey, how's that different? If Wu takes cast and wins. Kageon? Yeah. Well, I think you can do that with a number of these finals. Um, you know, if you go back and um, I don't know, there's, there's gotta be some along the way that we can, we can analyze, but, and, um, and we'll get we'll get to this topic Dom, eventually too Dom because we have we haven't watched one of these seasons yet. But um, that's one of the good and maybe bad things about the change to the uh, fire challenge. I yeah. like that they've taken all of that power because I really don't think the person who wins final immunity, which in a way is possibly easier to win than any other immunity challenge because there's fewer competitors. You've been able to take out people. You know, first immunity, you have all the toughest players there. Final right. immunity, you've been able to weed out LJ. You've been able to weed out Jeremiah. You've been able to weed out Spencer. You've been able to weed out all these people that you know you can't beat in individual immunity. And now you get to basically, I mean, Wu basically could have decided to win a million dollars by getting to that final immunity challenge and winning. So I do like that they've taken that element out and that mm-hmm. not so fast, you can pick one of your finale opponents. Well, um, the only but the downside, thing, the downside of that is um, it adds an extra resume builder for somebody. It adds and an it extra also res- now because of what Chris did of giving his giving up immunity and taking on Rick and fire. I think that's been kind of set as the standard now that you almost have to give up your immunity and go I, try to beat somebody in the fire. Unless you've, we'll, unless we'll, you've we'll see if that's destroyed. True. We'll see the, if that's true. We'll see if that's true in a non edge of extinction season. That's I, 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 I think yeah. that's really true in edge, but th- th- there's something that it does in that. Um, it takes that drama of that decision out. You know, there's still drama in who you're going to take, but it's more strategic at this point. It's less, oh, I just won a million dollars. I just lost a million dollars. It's less, you know, I can't extrapolate completely how Edge of Extinction is different if Chris goes to the finale and doesn't take, and he takes uh, Gavin and then Devons loses in fire. I, I can't extrapolate those things out. How that how that's different all the time. But you can extrapolate and know for sure if Wu takes Cassie wins, you know. And so it, it, it takes a little bit of that conversation yeah. out. That's fair, um, for sure. So, um, but yeah, we'll we'll go ahead and wrap up. Um, I know we had talked about doing David versus Goliath, but you came to me this week and asked if we could do a different season. What What are you thinking there, Jeremy? Well, I mean, we can still do David versus Goliath. I'm 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 up in the air, but I think you know, um, Spencer is 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 one of the best players to never win. Woo's another possibility, mm-hmm. but 
Sari is she's yeah. almost consensus best player to never win. And so I'm kind of thinking maybe we go back and watch Panama, watch her first season. Okay, I, completely up to you. I mean, I, again, I've watched David versus Goliath. Um, I haven't watched Panama, but I know who wins. I kind of know what how the season goes, um, just because I've I, it got spoiled for me from another season that I've watched, uh, Blood versus Water. Um, but I'm open to either one. They're both. I've heard both are really solid seasons. Um, I've heard uh, just by reading online and stuff that Panama is considered the middle season of Survivor in that it is consensus like it's not a bad season, but it's not a great season. It's just very much middle of the road. Like if you had to stick a point in the middle of all Survivor seasons, Panama is probably that one. That like it determines whether a season is good or not. If it's better than Panama, it determines whether or not a season is bad or not. If it's worse than Panama. So that's kind of the what I've heard about Panama. It's not necessarily a great season, but it's not necessarily a bad season. Well, um, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll discuss it. And uh, you guys will find out next episode what we decided to watch. And uh, Justin, it's, you it's can follow re- us on Twitter. Maybe yes. we can uh, throw it up there. Uh, we do have a Blindside Rewind Twitter now. Um, so make sure you follow us there. It is at Blindside uh, Rewind. Update. Yeah, follow us there for updates and Maybe we'll uh, we'll do some live tweeting uh, during the shows uh, every once in a while or something along those lines to let you guys kind of know what we're doing. Yep, sounds good. All right, buddy. Well, it's been a good time. Take care, bud.